0: Yo, yo. Yo. What's good? What's good? We back. Brooklyn Boys Radio. Another episode of Brooklyn Boys Radio. Yes, sir. What's up, baby? Ain't nothing, my G. What's good? You good? How's your week, man?
1: Uh, cool, man.
0: It was yeah, it was yeah. This week. Ain't no no crazy stories? Uh, ain't nothing going on? You ain't like... I always got jump crazy. Jump out people. the window in your
1: boxes or you some shit like that? You I got a crazy story, but I ain't gonna tell it, though. Yeah. You might give me a TMZ. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. So this week was a little crazy, a little crazy. Um. RIP to uh P and B rock.
0: Yeah, RIP to P and B rock, man.
1: Yeah, that that's that's a sad situation, man. Um, a whole sad situation, man. That that kind of bothered me. You know, like I told you, I had a death, two deaths last week and then here this this week. Um got a chance to meet the homie a couple of different times. Um and last time was on a little uh, you know, I don't know if they call that on the Instagram when you got the group chat.
0: Oh, you mean like the live?
1: The, the live was me, him and Punch, shout out to Punch on a group chat maybe about six months ago. Four. Five, it's
0: called a live, it's not a group chat. I don't
1: know what it is. But listen, man, it's for the kids, B. I don't know how to work the Instagram, B. I don't know what to tell you. But we talked on that, you know what I mean? So it's just sad, sad situation all around, man. I don't I don't know how to feel, B. Like, you know, me you talked about it a few times mm-hmm. this week. And I just feel like, you know, well, reports came out today. I saw some reports today saying police came out today was saying that, um, yeah, uh, that it's because of the, uh, Instagram post. the, Instagram post his girl made, and he also made an Instagram post and, mm-hmm. in, um, in the parking lot of the Roscoe's that they was at before he went in. So it was two posts. You know what I mean? I don't know how people could tell that was that cause they didn't catch the person yet, but you know, I seen a lot of people beefing about shorty putting the post up, but now they saying that he also put a post up. Um, I don't believe you can post your locations. You shouldn't be posting locations in that type of situation. Um, but I also don't think that's the right for nobody to come and run up on you and take your shit from you and kill you. And they could take it, right? But
0: they I mean, shoot you for you.
1: they shoot you for it, you know, I don't, they can't take your life like it's a father, man. Like, I don't know, I just feel crazy.
0: I think that um, as long as there's rich and poor, bro, In this world, there's always going to be black and white. There's going to be good and bad. There's always going to be predator and prey, right? And the way to survive in this world is to know where the predators are and either you avoid it or you go into those territories prepared. I think as far as the whole thing with Shorty posting the Instagram posts, i seen everybody like really getting on her neck about it and blaming her for his death. And I don't necessarily think that's right, but I think that... What's going on, like a lot of times these women, they want these men with a certain type of clout. They want these men with a certain type of lifestyle, right? But they don't want to take on the responsibilities of being a woman to that type of man. And and what I mean by that is same way that the man's job is to protect his woman, the woman's job is to protect her man. And if your man is a celebrity and he's famous, I just feel like there's certain ways you should go about things, bro. Like you shouldn't be putting up posts on Instagram with his location. You know, you should know better than that. Um, but in the same breath, I also think that if he's putting up posts in the parking lot, then obviously he hasn't informed her as far as things like that, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was it was a fatal mistake, man. That Roscoe's is in the middle of the hood.
1: Yeah, um, you know, listen, I'm hearing what you're saying. Just like he had to, you know, you say he should have. Inform- does, she should've said something about the post and all that. At the same time, you know, it's his job too, to protect his family. And you know, to wear your jewelry in a place like that, that's kind of, he gotta protect his family. He gotta go make sure he go home to his kids. And I don't look at her, everybody keeps talking about it like she's some regular girl. This is not a regular girl, this is a mother to his kid. They, you know, I, I watch him on the gram, she's on the gram with him, he played with his kids on the gram. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm, I can't see her, when people say, they, it was her setting him up. She around this man every day. She travels with him. Like I don't. I You know don't, what I mean? Like that's kind of. Like, it's just sad. I'm just mad that people would even put her in that and not talk about the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Not and, and this is what I just want to say. I think the bigger issue, two big issues. We gotta start stop, stop killing each other over stupid shit. That's one. The bigger issue to me. Too many niggas dying in L.A., B. I just feel like niggas shouldn't even go back to L.A. Like, I feel like niggas shouldn't, and I love L.A., Let me don't get me wrong, I, we go to L.A., mm-hmm. we chilling, but Did how you? many rappers gotta die in L.A.? Like, how many niggas gotta get robbed and set up in L.A.? And New York is crazy, right? Yeah. But niggas ain't getting popped and dropped like that. If they get robbed for they jewelry, they get robbed, and that's it. Like, a nigga getting clapped and killed for that, come on, pop smoke. Oh, who else? Uh, what, what's...
0: Couple, there's too many people in there. Yeah, man, People, people died in LA. LA man, I just don't it. But but I also believe. Dixie, like,
1: it just but crazy.
0: I, but I also believe the dudes got to know how to move, bro. Like, sometimes I think it's the arrogance of celebrity, bro. Like, look, everybody's the man in their hood, right? I can move around Brooklyn any which way I want, but when I go into another man's hood, I cannot move around the same exact way. You gotta gotta have respect for another man's hood. That Roscoe's is in the middle of the hood. The fact that you're there with a luxury car with the jewelry on and you're there by yourself, bro, you're putting yourself in danger. That is problematic. And Mm
1: -hmm. you could have left your jewelry in the car. Yeah, but I I, I gotta laugh at you for a second though. (laughs) Listen, about eight years ago, seven years (laughs) ago, I was hanging out with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yo, Mo, we can't go over here like that. Yo, the earth is my turf. That was your line. That right? was my line. Earth is my turf. So what but, I'm but, saying, hold up, let me just finish this. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying to you is coming from where we come from, and probably the same environment where that young man come from, we got an issue. And I, what I mean by that, that issue is sometimes it took you maturity to get to a point. And sometimes when we come from our hood, we are trained to go, uh, we're going anywhere we want. And well, we gotta learn to get out. That is a is a habit that but, we gotta learn. But when you used to like, yo, I'm going anywhere nah,
0: I want. That's just how you feel. But not, but not necessarily because back then I was saying the Earth was my turf. But Styles, I had it on me every single day, everywhere we went, and that's something you know. So I felt like the Earth was my yeah. turf because I made sure that I was always able to defend myself no matter what. So guess what?
1: Man? So so so.
0: so, you so think you even
1: get security or start carrying him? Yeah,
0: nah, and, and and dudes and and dudes and that position can't carry hammers because that's, that's a, that's a lose-lose situation. I hear you, but I'd rather get
1: caught with it, only?
0: yeah, if my, my slogan was always, <laughs> I'd rather get caught with it than without it, but like you said, maturity, bro. as everything started happening and I started maturing more and I started realizing what I have to lose,
1: Definitely. I
0: started realizing it's not worth it.
1: No, there's a lot of places <laughs> I don't go. And I'm not no celebrity, just as an age. Like sometimes, I, even in the hood sometimes, you know, when I pass through where I'm from, I just pass through, breeze through sometimes. And some, most of the time, I just keep going. It's not because I don't love where I'm from, it's just that, you know, jealousy and envy is everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I, I, I'm always careful and always always on point for, for things that could happen, because things happen in a split in a second. second.
0: In a second, I, mean, you know I mean? mean, I just believe that certain places just ain't for me. I know how I react to situations, and I don't put myself in positions to be provoked. I no longer put myself in positions for that side of me to come out, bro, because I know that it's not going to end well. Like, I'm not putting myself in positions to lose my freedom or to possibly lose my life. I'm not. I'm just not doing it anymore. I get it. You know, I've gotten to a point where, bro, I got children. I got too much to lose. I got kids to live for. Just so I can say, yo, I can go anywhere. It's not worth it. That's
1: That's why I'm sad for his family. You know what I mean? For his kids. No, that's crazy. Ice T was talking about, um, you know, L.A. gang culture. He started telling people about L.A. gang culture, you know what I mean? And that's just how it is. And I understand that, but it just got to stop. You know, I saw I was watching Stephen Jackson from the NBA. He also was saying like he grown. He don't care. Like he go any anywhere he go, he check in. So how do you feel about that? Like checking in to certain places um, when you go to certain cities?
0: It's all about taking precautions. If you got people in that city, then you check in. But a, but a lot of people aren't tapped in like that, so if you're not tapped in, then who are you checking in with?
1: <laughs> nah, nah, you're right. But if you do know somebody in the Yeah, yeah, the city, it, of course, as a friend, family member, you should always check in. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no sucker in you for doing that. There's no sucker in you for putting your chain or putting your chain in, tucking your chain in. You somewhere you, it's kind of rocky. Take your chain, put it in your shirt, man. Do something else. Like it's. And matter of fact, you know what y'all need to do? Give up the chain. Somebody pull a hand on you. Give up the chain. Insure your jewelry. Cause Ooh. once they take the chain, guess what's gonna happen? You can, you can get, give up your jewelry and get your money right back for it. So it's no, it's no, it's no loss to you.
0: That 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 give up the chain is hard. For me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna I lie hear to you.
1: you man. But they can't. We can't I'm die not, over the metal,
0: I'm, man. I'm, nah, yeah, you had it, an incident. You it wanna ain't, tell me your incident? Ain't, it ain't. To me, it ain't even about dying over the metal. It's your honor as a man, bro. Like if. if and I know, I know this is gonna sound stupid and it's gonna to sound totally contra- contradictory, but bro, I, I don't know if ugh, listen, I, I had an I had an incident. I had dudes follow me home all the way from Perfections in Queens all the way to Brooklyn because they wanted my gold presidential Rolex. And they ended up shooting me twice in the stomach. You understand? But bro, I just that, yo, gimme for me to take it off, here you go, like, uh, Yeah,
1: just but you the, the same dude that just sat here and told me i can't lose nothing i got a daughter to go home to i got priority so your daughter got to be more priority than the jewelry right i agree so what i'm saying to you to avoid that go
0: get insurance no i i agree and but see but what you're not
1: understanding you're saying get insurance
0: so you can get the money back that's it it's not about getting the money back it's about The fact that that man took something from you, you You know, but, but yeah, but like you said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the mindset of the last situation that I was in and that was years ago, you know, um, and at this point I've matured a lot, man. And who knows? In the moment, I can't tell you whether I would do go left or right, man, in all honesty. So
1: let me ask you this question. Um, I saw somebody posted it on, on IG, they were saying, do you think IG is like the new streets?
0: Hmm, that's a good
1: question. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling like it. To me, I'm feeling like it is the new streets, right? All these kids are beefing over IG. Most of these people, most of these problems. Look, this kid got killed from posting something on IG, right? Just a post. Usually, you go, you you spin on a nigga that's sitting on the block, right? You you see him on the block, you spin around the corner. Now people are watching people post. Pop smoke. Somebody literally watched the address and zoomed in on the box of the address and came to the house and killed the homie. You understand know what I'm
0: saying? Dude? I think I think IG affects the streets. I don't think IG's the new streets though. I, I definitely I think can't. I can all the beef
1: stars there. But go ahead.
0: I definitely can't consider it that because you have so many people pretending to be what they're not You're on IG. That's true. You know, so I I really can't say that because so many people play tough. So many people leave comments from fake pages and things like that. So I think. IG is like this alternate reality that can't affect the real reality. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't, I definitely would not consider IG the new streets.
1: I feel you, man. It does affect a lot. Though. But I don't know, man. These kids, they, they dying off of Instagram, too. But, you know, another thing I want to talk about, and, I, and, and this is serious to me, just being in, in the music business as long as I've been in the music business, and just being a fan of music as long as I've been a fan of music. And you know, we gotta get to a point, man. Like, we gotta have balance back in music for me. There's no balance anymore. Like, it's just it's not, you know, it's too much either. I, I even hate to say this gangster rap, drill rap, um, too much coochie popping, you know. And, and it goes all, it just feel like it's an all genre of music, even if you listen to reggae music, you know. What I mean? All it is is pussy and cocky. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, that's it. And it's like, yo. It's no balance. There's no public enemies. No, no Barris Hammond. There's no it's, it's none of that shit. There's no uh Queen Latifah, there's no Q-tip, there's no tribe called Quest, it's, it's no balance. It, you know what I'm saying? No positive K, There's no when we was growing up, they was balanced. It was it was the gangster shit, but then we got balanced. And I feel like so much of the, so much of the music is with the trap music is in is unbalanced. It's like the energy out here. Of course, it's just different, and we keep putting it to the kids, and they keep the energy keep rotating and coming back and back and back. And we got—I just asked all the radio people, the E-Bros, the Charlemains—and I know that I don't control, well, to a degree, they can have influence on the playlist to help that. Like this, this help get the balance back. I was we last thing i was saying, I was watching this movie last night um, on Netflix with Queen Latifah and um, Ludacris. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got money and violence, and we love power and stuff like that, but this hit was is a regular movie, it ain't really about no streets, it was like some adventure, you know, they was getting chased by some white people and stuff for some money, but it was like some, you know, some fantasy adventure action thing. And we just need more shit like that in our life, like, we gotta create a balance out here, man. Just. just
0: But I'm just gonna say that the lack of balance in music, that ain't no coincidence, bro.
1: Oh, 100%. That's, That's why I'm you, asking. Everybody. You know, and, and the
0: reason I say it's no coincidence because they'll, these labels that have you believe that they're just mimicking whatever works, right? So they're like, oh, yo, this rapper's hot. So they copy in that and get another rapper. But the truth is, if you look at the three or four biggest rappers, Kanye West, you got J. Cole, you got Kendrick Lamar, you got Drake, like none of these are gangster rappers, yeah, but yeah, you know, none of these are gangster rappers, but the labels are not pushing for that type of music more. Like they still pushing for the gangster stuff. They pushing for the drill stuff because at the end of the day, they know the influence that it has on our communities, man. Well, I
1: think that's happening for the reasons, and one of the reasons I think the drill stuff and you know the trap that's that's low hanging fruit, right? Um, no disrespect to like Little Baby, because he's like on the top of upper echelons of him to type of upper echelons, but when you talk about like drill and you know that type of music, it's a low-hanging fruit for labels. Labels don't no longer have real A and R's. They don't put any more, you know, all this development into any artist. So basically, these artists are getting themselves hot in their neighborhood, And usually, what happens when the kids get hot? They get hot for two things: being popular with with the with the music or the dancing. And usually, that comes from like drill. You don't really see too much positive. You know, rappers that come up. Maybe only person I can remember in the last couple of years. Well, you got the Simba kid now that's coming. You got Chance. But ain't too many of those guys come up. And I don't want you to, sh- I'm going to show you the difference. When you got like a Simba who's more on the positive side, he talked more, you know, enlightenment type rap. And then a Chance, these guys up here. And you got the low hanging fruit dudes that's doing drill. The labels just go get them because they hot on the internet. They don't put, no, put nothing into them. Oh, you got to make yourself out. They don't spend no money no more. That's the greatest trick like the devil ever did with the music business because I come from the music business, right? And I remember the budgets used to be sky high. And anybody that's come from that long ago, you could go, you could mill your whole furniture to your whole house <laughs> from a different state with, with, just with the milling budget, right? And then you had like a tangible thing like the CD and you had the artwork that went to the CD. And all the, you know, labels got, they got rid of all that when the digital component happened. Adios. And it was, it was a limbo period around 2008, maybe. They didn't know how they was making their money because digital was coming in. And I remember even in our contracts, we didn't have no digital- Streaming portion, yeah. Streaming portion in our contracts. We had to go back and even now we still getting some of those royalties from way back then though. Royalties that come up now. So they couldn't figure it out. So that's when the 360 happened. Mm-hmm. Right, the labels came back and said, Yo, we're doing this 360. And when they start doing this 360, now they're taking publishing, touring, merchandising, um, and shows, shows from you, right? So it's a thing, and they public- take a piece of your likeness. So, yes, and they're taking your Instagram, yeah, yeah, uh, they got to control your Instagram, your Facebook, and all that. So, what happened is everything leveled out. It's kind of like you remember when the, the, the gas prices were real high. Mm-hmm. And the airport and, air, and airports told you they're gonna start charging you for the bags, but then the gas price went back down low, and they still and they charge you. They still, still charge you. you for the bags. Yeah, that's what the record label did. Yeah. So the prices start going even and out, and they start going. Wait a minute. We don't gotta pay for no. We don't gotta pay for the CD. We don't gotta pay for the. We don't gotta pay for this. We don't gotta pay for that. But now we got a piece of everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. now the Now they're making deals with the YouTubes. They're making deals with the Spotify's. They're making deals with. The apples, they making deals with all, so they controlling the whole conglomerate all over again, and they making money hand over fist. Plus, they kicked out so many other dudes in the music business, they ain't paying out that many people, and they made the offices smaller.
0: It's not the so same overhead. Less overhead. Same, overhead. More, more and, you know, profits, less overhead.
1: And guess what? We don't gotta promote marketing and promote these kids. Oh, where are you talking about killing a couple niggas in the hood? Yeah, Yo, he hot right now, get him. And they put a little, one, two little dollars into it. Not when I was coming, my first deal was over over half a million dollars. The first deal I did, I think I got 580, some crazy number like that. The first initial deal that I ever did, now dudes is getting signed for $100,000. fifty thousand dollars. it ain't no money. You know what I'm saying? So you signed your whole life over and they just taking everything away from you. Give it that's out. where the balance comes, they don't have that. And nobody wants to take the time out to put, you know, uh, their heart and soul into an R&B or artist. Or a positive rap artist, even though, like you said, the biggest artists are the Drakes, the J. Cole's, mm-hmm. the Kendrick Lamar's, mm-hmm. the Yeezys. That's really doing them outstanding music. Even if you can even put like a Travis Scott. They out there doing you know other worldly music all over the place. Even not even that. Even like Burner Boy. You see the, the the growth of um uh, what's what's the genre of music? Afrobeats.
0: Uh, Afrobeats, Afro 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 You Beach, see the growth
1: yeah. of Afrobeats <clears throat> coming. And they still not even go, yo, okay, cool. Let's go back and start in on with these kids. So we got to change the whole system.
0: But my, but my question to you is this. I mean, because something that I find to be real disturbing, how do you feel about the fact that these record labels are now taking insurance policies out on rappers?
1: That's crazy. It's business, right?
0: Yeah, but that's...
1: the company's been doing it for years. Like, regular just... Fortune 500 companies, they
0: do all their workers all the time. No, I, listen, I understand, but what I'm telling you is when you have a label that's basically pushing for a rapper to market death, because that's what they're doing, they're marketing death. You understand? And now you're putting oh, Because what they did before was these companies Because I remember uh, certain studios and certain networks, like they had insurance policies on J.Lo, right? But the insurance policy that they had was on her body, it wasn't on her life. So, if she broke a leg, they get paid. If some, being that her butt was like, you know, was her selling point, if, if something happened to her ass, I don't know. I don't know they, no, hand. I'm serious, they would get paid for that, but, but I'm dead serious, I'm dead serious. Or, or, or even singers, what they would do is they would put insurance on their voices. But what I'm saying is, but now, they're putting insurance on these rappers' lives because of the fact that they know that they're dying and they want a return of their investment. I think, yo bro, Look, I understand the way business works, but that is just so callous and it's morbid. And it
1: well, you, you said <clears throat> it, you you said it a week ago. Though. You said it last episode. That's business, right? It's just, that's the price of business, and it's, it's unfortunate. And the record companies, they get off crazy because when the artists don't sell or they give an artist a budget and they like it's a gotta write-off. Get, they, you got to get back the money. They just writing it. It's off. a write-off. That's it. It's they a write Let's tax That's it. So. It's just crazy. I tell a lot of dudes, just keep going independent, you know what I mean? But we got to just change the, 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 what I really want to leave out of this conversation. We really got to get back a balance of the vibrations, V. We got to balance out the music. We got to balance out what our spirit is taking in every day. We got to have a balance. The radio can't be, yo, it, it is so crazy because they let so many curses and, you know, I, deep throat. I'm like, what? Everything, I was listening to radio, I'm like, yo, what? Every. And then the next song is the same exact thing, the next song is... And it's it's no balance, man. We just got to get back to that, so we can win our kids back, man. We can have less drama in these streets, man. I think if you change the vibration just a little of bit. Of course, it's it's the the energy, f- it's the frequency, it's yeah. the
0: energy that's being put out in the universe. Like you think about when you wake up in the morning, right? And you go into the gym and you jump in the car. And let's say you playing some Marvin Gaye, you playing some old soul, right? That's by the time doing. you yeah, by the time you get to the gym, like you feel good, that's bro. And that, bro, but that's why, I always t- that's why I always tell people, I can't listen to that angry ass rap music early in the morning, because what it does is, it sets the tone for the day to have me just feeling, just not feeling the same as, you know what I mean? Because music definitely emits a frequency and it affects mood and it affects your emotion. So I totally agree, man. Like we, we gotta give the people a balance, bro. It's, it's, it's nothing but sex and violence. You know, we gotta put the love back out there.
1: And we we so much more than that, man. We so much more than that just as people, man. And you know, I just want our, lo- our young people just to love each other, love on each other a little bit more, man. This PNB uh, rock situation, not saying because he was a, a, a celebrity, but he was, and I, my, and I know people die every day, but my thing is, I don't never want a kid to look at that and go, yo, I'm gonna die anyway if I'm a rapper. Like, I don't want nobody to get their glimmer of hope taken away from them, and that's why, it's sad because you figured you made it out of your environment, and you're supposed to be safe. Yeah, he might have messed up and went somewhere, but you figured you got out your environment. You 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 survived all that bullshit. You survived the cops. You survived the streets. You survived the school system, and now you get taken down in front of your your kids' mother. Like that's crazy, man. And like I said, rest in peace to him, man. And um, yeah, we gotta do better, people.
0: Totally sad situation, man. You know, the last thing um. I'd want to leave y'all with this is once again never be too much of a man to basically choose to avoid the situation you know sometimes like you said man we grow up in these neighborhoods and we get so caught up in, in bravado and ego and we feel like um to avoid the situation makes us less of a man that's not the truth you know you got kids to live for you got a life to live for make the smarter decision every battle ain't worth the fight and every battle you ain't gonna survive, you understand? So, rest in peace to P.M.B. Rock, man. Rock on.
2: Toxic, toxic, toxic. Huh? What are you doing?
1: Pulling out your chair, I'm a gentleman.
2: That's toxic masculinity.
1: Bruh.
2: I do Pilates, Bruh. high intensity training, Bruh. and yoga. Bruh. I get plenty of practice. At bottomless brunches every Sunday, mister. Uh, You think I can't pull out my own chair?
1: You look nice.
2: Toxic, toxic, toxic. What do you mean by that? Are you sexualizing me? Undressing me with your eyes? Because I can assure you, these cakes are not for sale.
0: Wasn't looking to buy.
2: You weren't looking to buy. Well this milk isn't for free and you'd have to buy this cow. Oh.
0: Um so how long have you been single?
2: Well I took some time off from dating to focus on school. So I have two degrees, my cosmetology, my sixteen hour security, my esthetician and also my bartending license. And right now I'm taking classes at Divide because I mean who wants to sit at home at night on the couch?
1: Oh my God. Mm, they didn't answer my question.
2: Look, I don't know what you think, Mike, but I don't need a man. I make six figures, I'm about to buy a house, I drive a Benz, and I have a French Bulldog. As far as what I bring to the table, I might as well get on all fours and have to serve the serve food on my back, because I am the table. Who are
1: you? No need to get on your hands and knees, Miss Crate and Barrel. But
0: why did you come on this date?
2: Although I don't need a man, I was hoping to you know, find a man, strong man, to put me on the pedestal I deserve.
1: You ready to order?
2: Yeah.
0: So, how was the food? It was good. Can you, can you cook?
2: Toxic, toxic, toxic. My name is Kayla, not Kunta. I'm no man's slave. I don't know if you realize it Mike, but I'm an independent woman.
0: A few moments later. No, no,
1: no, no. Look, I know you make six figures, drive a Mercedes, no karate, and work part time as a coffee table. So I'm not gonna pressure with my masculinity. I'll pay my half of the bill. I understand that you're independent. I don't want to be toxic, toxic, toxic.
2: Girl. Another failed date. Would you believe he wouldn't even pay for the bill? Girl, I'm so serious. I don't know what's going on, but I'm starting to lose hope that it's even any real men left. All
1: right, so this is what's happening in Illinois. In 2023, in January, the beginning of um, the new year, Undetainable offenses aggravated assault aggravated battery aggravated dui aggravated fleeing arson burglary um drug induced homicides intimidation kidnapping robbery second degree murder and threatening any public safety
0: you can't go to jail basically it's not you can't go to jail you can't go to, well you can't be bill. Held, there's no bail
1: no, no bill holding for it so but but I think,
0: I think everybody's up in the uproar before really understanding what that means. All that means is that a judge can still choose to hold you, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You can still be held without bail. It's just either you're going to get released on your own recognizance or you're going to get remanded, right? So if a judge feels that this person, because of their record or, before, or may it be because of whatever act that they committed, this person is a menacing, shouldn't be on the streets, what they're going to do is they're going to remand you and you're going to be held without bail. I feel two ways about it, man, because for a very long time, a lot of people were being held behind bars until they went to trial because they couldn't afford Boy. bail. You know what I mean? So the truth is now, think of how many people get charged for offenses that they didn't commit. So now these same people, at least they'll be able to fight their case from the outside. I know everyone's thinking about... Uh, people who are guilty being released back on the streets. But the truth is, there's this big myth that a huge percentage of our communities commit crimes. when that's actually not true. You know, about, I'd say it isn't even 10% of our communities that that are really in the streets, bro. 90 to 95% of the people in our communities are hardworking people, <laughs> they don't even get arrested. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, I, think, I think it's a good and bad thing because we don't want you know, guilty people being released back on the streets to pretty much do more crime. But in the same breath, I think it's good for those of us that can't afford the bail that will that won't have to pay it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at the Khalif Broda case. Uh, Khalif and that's Broder.
1: Uh, and that's why I about yeah, it was up. on
0: Rikers Island for three years. Why? Because his family couldn't afford, afford the, the bail. bail. Yeah,
1: so I was going to. That's why I was waiting for you to finish. I was going to bring up the Khalif Broder situation, and it was just um, that was unfortunate. And there's a lot of cases like that. Um, even in New York City and Rackers Island, a lot of people just sitting there waiting for Bill uh, or can't afford a Bill and waiting for trial for years. For years,
0: for of years at a time. Of the time. Can't get
1: out. So, you know, only thing I thought was crazy, it had like an ankle monitor thing. I didn't read, and it was like, yo, if you um got the ankle monitor on and you missing forty eight hours. hours, hey, you
0: got forty eight hours, which <laughs> which is kind of crazy, crazy,
1: because you can do a lot in 48 hours. You, 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 plus,
0: you, bro, you can literally be gone. You can get to Alaska in forty eight yeah, hours. And come
1: right back, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit, you know what I mean? So, um, I thought that was kind of crazy, but I do understand and I don't know why they promoting it that way. Um. I do understand why it's happening and why it's necessary because it's just too many black men sitting in jail all the time especially in our neighborhoods sitting in jail who didn't do anything a lot of these dudes that's in jail too we got to remember they just cop cop the plea, so because they can't afford an attorney mm-hmm. so they just take less time and take they ain't even do nothing i read a percentage the other day they were saying um 43 of people who get interrogated commit to a crime they never committed yeah but you know me?
0: listen, let me so, t- l- let me tell you something. Um, and I think that that's a law that they should change. Brother, cops lie to you so much.
1: Oh, I so tell people all the time.
0: I remember being in the interrogation room and I remember the cops told me, this was when I was young, I remember the cops told me, yo, listen, just admit to it and what we'll do is, we'll talk to the judge and we'll tell him to just let you go on a ROR. You're a liar! Lies, you understand? But bro, these cops will tell you anything anything, anything. Let me say
1: something one time i got locked up and you know the cop was like yo just tell me what happened i was young too right it was for stupid it was like for um a traffic offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was like yo man i ain't got no tickets and i really didn't have any tickets i, I don't know what what i got locked up for and i said to him oh yo, man you know a couple of years ago i was in i was in miami and i was on a school and i got a ticket like you know Maybe that's in, but that's in Miami. That was like years ago. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know when I went to the judge, <laughs> and he was like, "Nah, that's he, he." He was like this, "Nah, that ain't it. We ain't, that ain't nothing. I don't know. We gotta, they gotta figure it out." So I went to the judge. The first thing the judge said, "Oh yeah, the officer told me you gotta speak a speeding a stick on a scooter. On a scooter. So never trust the police in the rooms." And you know that's what that's what it was though. It was a scooter. And they looked it up. It was a scooter. But the officer went back. Who told me, nah, that's not it. Of course. It made me feel comfortable. So you gotta be careful. And I was a kid at that time. So, you know, um, Illinois thing sounds crazy, but I don't think it's crazy. There's too many people sitting in, in jail that don't belong in jail. And some people that's sitting in jail that do belong in jail. And like they say, a couple bad apples might spoil the bunch, but we can't keep allowing our people to die behind bars and sitting and waiting for trial. Some people wait for trial almost 12 years. They had a case, somebody waiting for trial for 12 years. So it's like you can't just sit in there because you don't have the money to get out of jail and, and fight on the street. like You know what
0: I mean? Just to go back, um, to double back real quick to the point of cops lying. Once again, this is why I don't understand why cops are held to a lower standard, because if you lie to the judge on the stand, that's perjury. Right. And that's an extra charge. And you can go to jail for that. But cops can sit there and lie to you all day long they can, t- they, can do anything they, want. they can do anything they want and 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 it's so crazy because that can't even really be used as evidence to free you
1: listen i, I don't know how you fight crime with crime <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like an oxymoron i am never i'm never gonna how about that. this
0: how about this the death penalty we kill people who kill people because killing people's wrong
1: <laughs> Yo, how does listen, that makes sense. Listen, we come from a country, and I'm not telling you, I'm not, uh, you know, not uh, taking up for any of the drugs. Yo, you things, know, we you
0: sound, sound like. so anti medical <laughs> no, 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 so. no, no, I'm gonna say we come from a
1: country. I, it's not that; it's just crazy because I watch all the dudes like who kill each other on the block for, you know, what they call turf or, you know, what I mean, like different spots and stuff like that where we from. But you had this country; they're going to a whole other country, take a whole other country yeah. resources. Everything, bro, and it's all legal. You, and they kill some kids too, while they just the say, you know, casualties of war.
0: If if you kill one person, you're a savage or a murderer, right? If you kill a million people, you're a politician. If you steal one re- if you steal one thing, you're a thief. But if you steal a whole country's resources, you're a superpower. And
1: <laughs> hey, we live in an ill place, b. <laughs> we live in an ill place. Uh, all I can say, we just live in an ill place. Uh, like. uh, it's like a blind leading the blind, like you know what I mean? It's good for some, some things are good for some, and some things ain't good for others,
0: man. What they do is they, they, they put these blinders on you, right? And they pretty much dictate what reality is, but you gotta be able to see through that smoke screen, man. Because the truth is, the day that them blinders are taking off your eyes and you see the real world, bruh, you'll be terrified, because it's a scary ass place. Because the truth is, we're so low on the totem pole that we can't even
1: fathom
0: a lot of the things that we're like, nah, there's no way this could happen, is really going on, you yeah, it's know.
1: Like, it's like we Cattle be. <laughs> it's like cattle, I tell people, I'm, I don't never wanna be the Cattle Bee. If I'm in the Matrix, and you gotta give me the red or green pill to wake up, I wanna be waked up. I, I, wanna, I, I don't wanna live in the false reality, I'm gonna be honest
0: with you. But a lot, of peop- a lot of people would rather be asleep. And the reason being is because to see the truth is terrifying, bro. To take that look behind the curtain and to see actually what's really going on, I don't, I, don't think mo- I don't think most people in the world could even handle it.
1: Probably not. But look, man, we talked enough political stuff for the day. Let's get into some fun stuff, man. Let's talk about the women. What women? <clears throat> this women, man. Let's talk about some, you know, I want to ask you a question, because I had a crazy conversation not too long ago. You know me, I'm always having these conversations. How much, how much money should you spend on the first date?
0: I've never, I've never really put a cap on on what to spend on a first date but I do believe that a first date is to pretty much assess whether you're even interested in the person and want to see them again so um I remember I had a situation where I had met a young lady and uh we were supposed to meet up you know go to dinner and uh I told her she could pick the restaurant so first
1: date
0: this was the first date um so um she sent me the reservation. So of course I look at the place, I Google the place, I go look at the menu. I realized that I'll probably be spending about three or $400 for dinner, <laughs> right? And you know, the one thing with me is, bro, I'm very outspoken. I'm very straightforward. Like I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody, you know? So I called her up and I was like, look, um, you know, the place that you picked is kind, kind, of, it's kind of a turnoff. And she was like, why? You know, I don't understand. And I said, listen, I'm not even sure if I'm going to want to speak to you after this. And I don't think that I should have to pay $400 to realize that I don't like you. (laughs) You know, but in the same breath, she did give me an argument that, you know, that that I kind of understood. She was like, well, look, on on the regular, this is the kind of place that I would go to. You understand? So the only reason I sent it was because this is the type of place I would take myself, you know. And as I got to know her, that was the honest truth. So I respect that. But still in the same breath, I think I think that for women it's different, simply because women don't pay for dates. So a woman could go out ten times in a week and it's free. She doesn't have to spend a dollar really, right? Other than makeup, clothes, whatever. But as far as a guy, if I take ten women out in a week to to and it's four hundred dollars each bill, bro, that's four thousand dollars.
1: First of all, I think men take all the risks <laughs> when you're going out on dates. First, especially the first few dates, we got to do the driving, the picking up, dropping off, and spending the money. And it's not that I'm cheap or nothing like that. But and I feel like sometimes I've been taking advantage of too. You know what I mean? I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the story.
0: Yo, I think you have.
1: One time I took a girl out. And it was like a four hundred dollar date, bitch. Like 450.
0: Julan, you a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and you know, we had a good time. We had a good time. We laughed. We talked. And I never heard from her. <laughs> like, I heard from her, like, I seen her maybe, but yeah. I never got a call back, nothing like that. And, you know, and I said to myself, that would never ever happen to me again. Like, it just never would. Like, I, you know, and then, you know, I'm an avid dater it, it, at certain periods of my life. So, I remember one time talking to my CPA, and it was like, Yo, how much you spend on food a month, right? So, in a month, it was like two, three thousand dollars, like 2,500 or something like that. And that was just dates. And half of those people, I never spoke to her. And not because of, damn, it could have been me too. It's just, like, yeah, it, it's just once sure. again, like
0: I said, the first date is to assess whether you even want to see this person again. Yo, so
1: now I got a rule, B. I'm only doing meet and greets, B. <laughs> cup, yo, of we can, we can a cup of coffee, we could go. Cup of coffee, we could have a picnic. We could have, I might do no picnic. That's too much work. <laughs> We're gonna get some cold stones or something, uh, something light. It gotta be something light. And listen, if you if you take over two drinks, it's gonna be a problem because them drinks add up. B, and some chicks just be, I went out on a date. This chick ordered like six drinks, the bill was like, <laughs> the bill was like 280. I'm like, yo. I had to tell her. I said, yo, I told her in the middle of this, I said, yo, you get one more drink, it's on you, B. Like, I'm not buying no more drink. Because I just think people don't be considerate Tell, about us, your tell
0: a story about Shorty that was like, oh, my daughter hungry, so <laughs> oh.
1: now one time, one time I went on a date too, it was funny. And um Shorty told me, she was like, yo, now what I'm supposed to say, y'all. That's all I gotta I'm, I'm just sitting in the back I don't know what I was supposed to say. She's like, oh my, we had a, we had a nice restaurant. We, you know one of the you was at Julean. No, no, we was not at Julan. I don't wanna say where we was at, but with, it was, this wasn't Julean, it was somewhere else. It was uh, It's probably like, I don't even know. It might've been red, it was, cause I remember it's it was like, like, like when sticks. the Asian it was yeah. like red sticks it's or one something. of them back in the day, right? Yeah. Like, like Mr. Child or something like that, yeah. right? So Shorty goes, oh, I gotta give my daughter some food. Um, she's hungry. I said, all right, cool, order the food for your daughter. So
0: you know. You I never knew three-year-olds eat lobster.
1: <laughs> so it was like lobster. <laughs> it was like lobster. so as a man, I'm like, All right, I I I'ma pay the bill. But in my heart, I'm like, why I'm paying $108 extra. For a meal! A three-year-old
0: that eats lobster. <laughs> yo,
1: it didn't make no sense. She said, yo, my daughter like eat, you know, this is my Oh my god. And she called I knew it was her daughter because she called her daughter. And her daughter was. But did talking. you hear her daughter go, lobster? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, B. And yo, and I had to. <laughs> Her daughter said, love star, mommy, love star. I, I want know. love star. And probably, man, listen, man, she probably watched a little mermaid She probably said, she said, you, she said, you with Styles. You <laughs> tell him love star. So let me tell y'all this, right? So
0: uh, I hear he paid $400 for Bill and don't see girl no more. I want love
1: star. <laughs> you know, now, I saw her again, though, but, you know, that was just wild, me. And I was talking to some friends of mine, right? So Shorty gonna tell me, like, yeah, man, we just be going out. I, I just go out with my homegirls. You know, and let the dude pay. And, you know, let the dude pay for it. Or sometimes she take me out, and the dude pay. I'm telling y'all this right now. I'm just listen to me clearly. I'm looking right at you. If you ever bring your homegirl to a date, that bitch paying for herself, B. I'm not paying for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Unless I go, yo, bring Shelly. I'm not. If she's yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. And expect
1: me to pay? I'm not paying. I'm just. That girl's got some nerves, but Y'all, it, y'all gotta have some koof about y'all shit. I don't never knew so many chicks was hungry and couldn't pay for their own food. And then they wanna call niggas cheap. It's not, it's not that I'm cheap. I just told you, I spent about 2,500 on food,
0: just on going out. You, do you know that if you go through a woman's contacts, there are men listed in their contacts and next to the man's name, ne- in parentheses it says food? I don't wanna be food. I don't
1: wanna be food, bitch.
0: I don't wanna be food. <laughs> well
1: guess what? You can put me in your mouth. Know? That's the only food I would be food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo. So what's the moral what's the moral what's the moral of the what's the moral of the story, man?
1: Yo, listen, don't be a man. Never gonna be nobody. <laughs> if you are gonna
0: keep my company it's cause you genuinely like my ass. It's not cause you want me to buy you this yeah, or buy you that. Another thing too, I, I can say that it's also the men's fault. And the reason being is I think that we date backwards, right? And the reason I say we date backwards is simply because he's got dudes meet a woman and they go above and beyond just to get in the pants, right? They spend all of this just to get in the pants, and then it's like, but once y'all get together, and if it becomes a relationship or something real, you do less. So it's like you date backwards, right? Because which are supposed He's to? You
1: trying to get the money back? You <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the money back, man? Oh, I'm only
0: dating man. chicks with uh, the with mutual interest, b. She got to be mutual interest. That's in my me, thing. And
1: I got to be mutual interest in her. That's my thing. And, and one thing with Shorty with the four hundred, maybe I was chasing her too long. And on the chase and got the date and thought it was gonna be Hunky Dory and it was the, it just
0: wasn't. And you and you know that's one thing with me. I don't believe in chasing. You two way I don't have legs. Like <laughs> it's so crazy. But because I believe in mutual interest and one thing I always believe is. Why should I have to convince you to like me? I think that's the craziest thing in the world. You like me, I like you, great. You like me? I mean, I like you. You don't like me, that's fine too. But what I'm not gonna do is, because I, I see women with these text threads, right? And it's nothing but a man speaking to himself. Good morning, Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. And she never responds. Like, I get the whole persistence thing, but bruh, you're being ignored.
1: Override resistance.
0: Because, man, listen.
1: <laughs> that's what they used to say back in the
0: day. I just don't have the patience for it. Once again, like I said, when it comes to chasing you to where that I didn't have legs.
1: Well, that's how you date on the first date, y'all. You can even take our advice
0: off. Or spend your savings. Go for it. Either way, ask me if I give a fuck. No, seriously, ask me. You ask me. Nah. Okay. So. <laughs> yep. so, yo, did you see that video on Instagram of that twelve-year-old boy that wrecked his mom's <laughs> house because she took away, she took away his phone?
1: Oh my God, B.
0: Yo, bruh, she. When I say this dude trashed the entire oh house, God. this dude like went on a rampage from the living room to the kitchen. Yo, he broke the, the toilet, toilet bowl. <laughs> he broke every mirror. He had like fifty holes in the walls. Every TV. Every TV, every counter. window, the kitchen counter. <laughs> he tore down the cabinets. He he broke, toppled yeah, the the fridge. <laughs> like his mom's was crying. I just didn't understand why she was crying because, bro, he'd have been crying.
1: Yo, bro, I think I would have went to jail, son. I, I definitely would've it would have been corporate punishment in the house. His face would have went through the wall. I, yep. the, the crib looked like Project X. Yo, How does a 12-year-old do that? You know, something, something wrong with these phones, man. Yo, real quick thing. I remember my, my daughter gonna kill me. I remember when she was about, like, 13 or 14 years old, her mother wanted her phone, and she told her mother she couldn't have a phone. Yo, Snoop Overs... Killed the crib. And she was serious about this phone. And she had nothing in the phone. They was like talking about a boy that they liked or something like that, but it was nothing like crazy. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. But they, she was like really gonna hold or not give her mother a phone. I had to go to the crib and like break it up. So, but she didn't do the level of damage this kid did, man. I did, yo, I come from a Jamaican mother. My mother.
0: My mother's Haitian, so you know he'd got skinned alive. Yo,
1: mom. My mother. Bruh. I used to. Let me tell you something. How, how ill my mother was, B. I was bad, right? So my mother, used, first of all, she used to beat me every day before I went to school, whether
0: I did something or not. Yo, Styles always got to go extreme. With his mother woke him up every day and beat him, Yo, whether he did something or something
1: not. Because not, I, I was getting in trouble. every <laughs> Yo, day. Yo, come on, son. I,
0: I, that's worth to my mother. Your
1: free. mother
0: woke up and beat you <laughs> every you know, day, mom, whether you did something or I'm not. not
1: just a reminder. Just, this Just a reminder. Not only that. Listen, my, it used to be a banded building on the corner of the block. So my mother used to let me go with the Sunnydale bag. You remember Sunnydale? I remember Sunnydale. Yeah. She used to let me go with the Sunnydale uh, plastic bag. Go to the corner and pick up stones, little pebbles from the banded building. Come back to the crib. So you can nail on them. And put them on a piece of paper. And I had to live them, an them out. Yeah. And then sometimes, depending on what I did, a stitcher call came with it. Like, a couple of lashes.
0: You know, you, you know what my mom used to do? You remember the plastic mat? And if you turned it over, oh, there was yes. a little plastic spikes? She used to turn this over and make me kneel on that. Like, yo, brother, the level of abuse.
1: But that kid needs some of that, he need. See, if he had some of that, he knew he was gonna get that. Yo, I never seen, no, I never seen a burglar. Yo, you don't have to be heartbroken for that mother because I could have took it if somebody came and vandalized my crib. But the fact that they can't, that it was your kid, 11 year old, because you took his phone, he got to be on drugs, B. He got to be, or he got to be on the spectrum or something. Like, he got something wrong with Shorty, son.
0: Listen. He some,
1: couldn't come back home ever again.
0: If something ain't wrong with Shorty, something would have been wrong with Shorty after that. Could they
1: put her in jail, like, if she really, like, fucked him? Yeah,
0: yeah. They definitely would.
1: Nah, B. I'd have said it in truth. He was in the truth. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. Yo, mom, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Y'all should donate, she has- She She just saw the GoFundMe. Go GoFundMe, for real, because, yo, he wrecked that crib, son.
0: He wrecked the entire crib, the entire crib. The
1: whole crib, every room. Yeah. No, no, look, look. Monty this. said- That's corporal punishment. Monty said we got abused, but for me, I'm going to tell you something,
0: man. Gave us character.
1: My mother saved me from the streets, because she used to tell me all the time, before they kill, kill you, you. I'm going to kill you kill myself. <laughs> and I, had, I didn't have fear for anybody. I didn't care about people outside. I didn't care about police. But I had a healthy fear of my mother. Let me tell you something. When my mother, if I knew my mother was coming, everything stopped. Because I didn't want to have no pop. Can't, you can't hit her back. I can't do nothing.
0: When I think of my youth, I was in gifted classes all the way up until like the eighth grade, then when I got to high school. It's so crazy because when I lost that fear for my mother, because from the time I was a child to the time I was like 16, 17, like, like you said, I had to fear of my mom because my mom's used to bust my ass. But when I got to that age where I lost that fear, that's where I strayed. That's when I strayed. Like, like it got to the point, like I remember um, I got into it with, 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 with my man that used to live upstairs from us on the third floor and me and him went at it or whatever in my man's crib and my man took me and pushed me out into the hallway so he locked the door and i'm banging on the door and i'm banging on the door and i'm banging Mm. on the door so the neighbors go upstairs to call my aunt because my aunt used to whoop me out too but by that time like i just didn't care bro so my aunt comes downstairs she's like moses what are you doing so i turn around i look i said what am i doing i said what i'm doing (laughs) is i'm gonna go downstairs and i'm gonna probably go get my and I'm gonna come handle this, that's what I'm doing." She said, you know what, you too old, it's not my problem no <laughs> more. She took her ass upstairs. But I say that to say that you absolutely right, I think that your children should have that healthy fear of you. They
1: should. They man. should. because need to get beatings in the house. Man. Because
0: the second they lose that fear, bro, there's no more consequences. There's no consequences.
1: And in, in, in the government getting it too, too, too much. Like, you know, my mother, I never thought my mother gave me abuse. I never felt like that was abuse. Some people said, you know, some people will say, "Oh, that's abuse. To me, that saved my life. Because where I come from, yo, yo, Mo, I was, I could have went the other way. And let me not, t- let me tell you something crazy, because I lived in a West Indian block, like everybody was West Indian mm-hmm. on my block, whether you was Haitian, Jamaican. So
0: everybody they, could beat you.
1: Everybody beat, could beat let me you. Anybody could beat you. Your neighbors could beat you. i mother used to talk about a little bird. I don't know who the little bird was, A little bird told me, I, yes. I've been trying to you. And they knew everything. Knew everything. If I went around the corner, Oh, this, he went this way, he did, yo, I remember one time I got beat like three times in one day, I did something, I did something, I got, my neighbor grabbed me up by my ear, smacked me back in the back of my head, sent me to my grandmother, my grandmother, handled you. Whipped my ass, I took a shower, my grandmother sent me in my house, downstairs to my house, to go take a shower, son, why a knife came to <laughs> the door, my mother opened the door and beat me in the shot, yo son, You know that fear
0: I I do agree with you about the discipline, but the one thing I could say why I don't think that it should be like that these days, son, these kids these days are built different than we were. I don't I don't don't think I don't think I don't think these kids are mentally strong enough to deal with that. Like in all honesty, I mean son, you got these kids falling into depression. And 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 committing suicide over being bullied, right? Which is something that we all Ooh. dealt with. I don't think these kids can handle that. I don't. And although I do believe in discipline, I believe I'm a strong believer in children have children having respect. But it's just I don't know, man. These kids these days are, <coughs> mentally are a little more fragile.
1: But see, now you're taking me somewhere else. Because to me, I'm just a firm believer. And like 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when they tried to, you know, when they had the anti bully campaign, mm-hmm. I think when you took the bully away, yeah. that's when the world went crazy. Crazy, yeah. And people might not say that, people might think something else. Everything went haywire. You know, you got more kids killing themselves at an all time rate, most the suicide went went crazy, right? Because when you took that bully away, it's the rite of passage. It's The rite of passage is a part of the ecosystem, that's mm-hmm. what we call it. Mm-hmm. And that bully prepared you for the real world. So now mm-hmm. sometimes these kids go out there and they don't—they don't have—they don't, have, don't know how to deal with. They've the never argument. been tested. They never—they don't know how to deal with confrontation. So now when the real world hits you, because you keep telling them, "Oh, that's not supposed to happen in school. That person's not supposed to do that." And then when the real world happens and it's harsh, you know
0: how many bullies are in the real
1: world. <laughs> Like every day, you go to your job, your boss bully you on the train. Your
0: bills are a bully, Bully.
1: so they don't know how to deal. Credit,
0: uh, um, 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 the bill collectors
1: are bullies. Yo, listen, and they don't know how to deal with it. And I think the best thing, the the worst thing that could ever happen to us was taking that bully away, because I'm a kid that came from bullying. I used to have these big glasses, big. You saw my. Oh my god! Big, you know the Medicaid glasses, the the, the Coke
0: bottle glasses, (laughs) like the Urkel, the Urkel, but they were this thick.
1: I used to get whipped out in in kindergarten and second grade all the t- in, uh, kindergarten first grade all the time, until I had to learn how to fight, b. And once I learned how to fight, I became a bullier, But then I became nice. It, it balanced me out as through life went. You know what I'm saying? And every challenge that I had to go through, it made me so much better as a man. So I think you know, sometimes we get on a bully. The bully might hurt one kid, right? Might might get to one kid and. Somebody, parents might have to be called, but in the long run, it's more kids committing suicide than that one bully hurting one
0: kid. I think the bully's always been a rite of passage. I remember when, when I first moved to my block, I think I was like seven years old, and I had this one kid that always <laughs> used to bully me. Every time my mom sent me to the store, this dude won a quarter. You know, and um, <laughs> I remember my older brother telling me one day, like, yo, look, check this out. The next time you let this kid bully you, I'm gonna whoop your ass on top of it, and I remember like two, three days later, my mother sent me to the store. I go to the store. I come back from the store. Who's in front of the building? The bully. So as soon as he sees me, yo, what's up? Let me get a quarter, bro. While I look up, my brother's looking out the window. I'm like, damn. And you know what happened? I whooped that bully's ass, bro. Whooped his ass. And yeah, and and it wasn't just even it was the end of that, but what a lot of times you have you have something inside of you right we all have that something inside of us well not all of us a lot of times you have that something inside of you but you have to go through the event that's going to bring it out right because you don't know your potential Potential. you know what i mean and from that point when i whooped dude out like oh it made me realize like yo I didn't know my potential, I didn't know I could fight, I didn't know how strong I was, you understand? From that point on, it was a rat.
1: Yo, similar situation, my mom, it was these two bullies on the block and they kept chasing me and my little brother all day. They just chasing me and be all chasing, chasing, chasing. So my mother come outside and she's like, yo, Tariq and Conrad come here, you know what I'm saying? So the bullies run down on me and my brother in front of my mother. So my mother's like, what's going on? So nobody wanna say nothing and the kid's like, Still trying to grab at me. She's like, "What are you doing?" So I said, "Your mind to keep on, you know, bothering me and coming." She said, "Y'all get in the houses. Y'all boys go back up the block." They was like, "Fuck you!" Oh, my man. mother said, "Excuse me." <laughs> she turned to me and she said some words to me. She said, "Look," she said, "Tariq, I want you to bust this boy ass. <laughs> and if you don't bust his ass, I'm gonna bust I'm your with ass. I'm gonna your ass." And my dude, it was like, it was like. Like the strength from the gods came. In. <laughs> I beat the kid I was running from all this time. I beat the living shit out of him. Cause there was no way I was letting my mother whip my ass and get my so but it changed everything. It changed the dynamic. It changed
0: the dy- dynamic, yeah.
1: Now on the block, I'm cool. Um no, oh the glasses don't even matter no more. Cause now I understand that, oh, I had it in me all the time, but my mother didn't sit there and tell me to go do what I had to do. Listen, I could've been a kid committing suicide.
0: Did they ever call you Gazer Bean? Yo, I'm
1: gonna punch you right in your mouth. Beat the fight. Yo, listen. Yo, did you
0: ever try to kill roaches, like, with the sun? Yo, man.
1: Listen, man. Glasses. I'm gonna gonna send you a picture. You can put it up. Yeah, send me a picture.
0: I'm gonna put it up, man. But anyway.
1: Check this out. I was talking to my homie the other day, and I was just telling him, you know, about everything that I've been doing for the last couple of years and how I fell off a bunch of different times and I had to get back up and go back and do it again. And I told him he was going through a hard period in his life. And he was just telling me like, yo, listen, I just lost all faith and all hope. And I was like, oh, you can never lose all faith and all hope. You know what I mean? The Bible got a scripture that says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. So faith is hope and hope is faith. And anytime you start losing your dream and you stop going after it, you stop having faith and you stop having hope. I'm sorry. So listen, never lose hope, never lose faith. Make sure that you always get back up. I don't care how many times you get knocked down, knocked out of your seat, you got to keep pushing. Just figure out a different way to go do it. Figure out a better way to go do it. Don't let nobody take your glimmer, your light away from you. Keep shining. I had to tell my man that. You know what i mean trust and believe in god pray to your higher power and keep on pushing let me tell you something about god even if you're not super spiritual miracle right god principle work whatever you do the bible says faith is dead without works so if you don't work towards what you want you can never get it it's like going for a job and never putting out an application you praying You got faith that you get the job, but you never filled out any application for somebody to get in contact with you. You got to put forth the work, and he'll work back towards you. But that's his principle. In anything you do, whether you believe in God or not, it's going to work out for you. Keep working towards what you want. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Keep going for your dream. Love y'all.
0: This was a message from Pastor Stiles. I hope you (laughs) liked it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in for another week of Brooklyn Boys Radio. Yeah. You know, we want to end this once again by saying um R.I.P. to PMB Rock. Definitely. Much love and condolences to his family and to his friends. We Ooh. send our love. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. Hope to we'll see y'all next week, baby. We'll be back, Brooklyn. Out.